0: Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it, and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That would be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to Five Six One Music. My name's Ben, and my name is not Hector. I'm Corey, but it's me today. Oh, it's nice to have you, man. Poor Hector's not feeling very well. He's under the weather, so uh, you very kindly stepped in at the last minute.
1: Yeah, it's just you know, sounded like a fun opportunity. You know,
0: yeah, decided to hang out, and Hell see yeah. what it's about. So, um, what have you been doing this last weekend? Anything exciting? Uh, had a gig in Wellington. That was okay. pretty good. Um, Who was that with?
1: It's uh this uh, yacht rock band I play with. We're okay. just we literally just call ourselves yacht rock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like very
1: generic. It's like the most. It's literally like the genre. You know.
2: Yeah, but yeah. It
1: helps you get gigs because it's like I don't know. <laughs>
0: Everyone loves it.
1: Yeah, and exactly. There's, pl- there's
0: plenty of yachts down here. No, right? totally. Yeah, it really
1: works for the crowd, especially in places like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. man.
0: We had quite a busy weekend. We were um, at E.R. Bradley's on Thursday, and then we were at the Kilted Mermaid, which I always love to really big up on Friday because that place is cool it's up in um vero and then on saturday we were at Meg O'Malley's, which is one of our favorite places. to play there right? once. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. good place did you play with a full band yeah um on that tiny stage i know i was gonna say yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah man yeah exactly because it, it works for killbillies because we have the feet drums that we can all fit on there but it's even a little bit small for us but it was a good vibe yeah you know? it reminds me quite a lot of o'shea's it's just i i think o'shea's has a a little bit more of a, a kind of um, rough and ready feel, and, and Mega Malleys is, is, a, is a bit more shiny, you know? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely
1: feel that. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was kind of an interesting crowd, too, because there's like more people I would have expected, like families and other stuff, but eventually there's like a college age crowd that rolled in, and yeah. they were just like all right there in front of us watching. You know? Yeah, it's exactly. It's a cool place
0: to play. No doubt. We're playing there on New Year's Eve, actually. Oh, that sounds like a great gig for yeah. New Year's. Yeah. It's going to be a blast, man. And then I had a solo gig on Sunday at Matthew's Brewery. I've never played a solo gig there before I had a really really good time it's actually nice for me to be able to spread out a little bit on the solo shows because I'm usually sort of wedged into the corner of a carver bar or something and there I was on this big plinth and I could turn up and everything it was cool
2: yeah
0: yeah I felt a little bit vindicated about my EQ choices it all worked out (laughs) yeah definitely. (laughs) it was good so we have uh James and Joe with us today how's it going guys hello thanks for joining yeah from uh BFD that's us yeah, in case that people aren't um, in the know about the slight name change, it was Butch and the Fat Dubes, and now you guys are called BFD. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, you know, it makes sense. It's the initials after all. Yeah, shortened
3: it made it a little bit more user-friendly. It actually fits on flyers a lot better all around, mm-hmm. like Butch and the Fat Dubes. With any other band, you're always like, how do I make the writing... Good and like not like the other bands look like they're nothing compared to our name being all of it And it's makes it like a challenge all together and just like BFD. It's like boom right in the corner. You can make it super fun super big and
0: and they do say that three syllable names are the best because you can go BFD Right mm. B-F-D. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> chantable. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> It's awesome. So um right now you're in the middle of recording an album, aren't you? Yes, we are. Have you come up with a name? Um.
3: Not really. We're thinking about making it a self-titled, though. That's pretty okay. much the consensus so far. Is that's where it's leaning toward because the new name. It's like kind of like reinvention. Yeah, reinvention. We're really moving forward with our sound all around, yeah. and I really want to get um, kind of make that more of a statement kind of thing because we're moving a little bit more away from the punk and a little bit more into just like rock in general, like right. a little bit of everything. So, I kind of want to keep with
0: that. Yeah, that's cool. That's Makes awesome. sense
4: to self-title it, too. A lot of, we're remastering a lot of our older songs and kind of bringing them back, shining some new light on them, changing them a bit. So, nice. Give, making it a self-title kind of also signalizes that reset.
0: No, totally. Um, after I left Sonic Boom 6, their next album was a self titled <laughs> I do it after <laughs> you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. No, I would have done the same thing, and I still love all those guys. It's all good. That's
2: funny. Uh, yeah,
0: totally. Uh, um, so you're in the middle of recording. Um, how are you doing that, and how's it all going? I mean, I know the answer. <laughs> 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 well, we've been doing it like kind of split up
3: because Tyler, our drummer, he's been doing like long haul trucking for a while and um before he left he recorded all of his drums here at lmc and since then joe and i have been doing our guitars and bass and vocals and everything in a cross between lmc and your studio
0: yeah my house yeah which has been fun and um you know, aside from the bird occasionally causing a little bit of disturbance. <laughs> I love the bird. <laughs> I, I, we
3: used the bird on the Killbillies album because it was just awesome. Yeah, totally.
0: So um, I have this uh, little cockatiel. Yeah. And and it's a sweetheart. He is a sweetheart. Mm. So mm. he's called Lucille because we didn't yeah. realize it was a, it was a, a boy bird beforehand. Sorry so we tell. have... Yeah, we have a very modern bird, Lucille the Boy. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I really missed the trick though, right? Because if I'd known it was a boy, I could have called it Little Richard, which is such a good name for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You know? It would have been so good. That man. would be a great bird. Man. Oh, yeah. Man. I know. I just, the next missed one's opportunity. Gonna, yeah, for real. It's going to yeah. happen though. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I just got this really nice new mic. I, I got a warm audio mic, so I think we're going to retrack a few of your vocals. Aren't yeah,
3: we? I'm looking forward to it too because like, like I, you know how you always go back through things and you're like, I could do a better one with those and then you're like, you're like now nah, I'm going to have new mics. so it's going to be even better. You know, yeah, like you feel like,
2: yeah.
3: I don't know, you feel in, going into it like a looser kind of all together.
0: There is something about new gear that just, you know, puts a smile on your face oh, in life. Totally. Always. I'll say. And considering we're talking about new gear and it is Christmas, pretty much. I have some Christmas presents for you boys. Uh I'm going to get them out. I I have to make sure I I I get the right ones. Me either.
3: I didn't bring Ben a gift. (laughs) His gift is me.
0: Yeah, This is is a boost pedal that I got for you. I shouldn't have told you what it was before I opened it.
3: (laughs) Joe needed a boost pedal.
0: Yeah, which one is it? Let me see. It's the it's the Ooh. Fender. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's a nice pedal. I, oh, even if I say so myself.
3: Okay. I like that. That's cool. Let me see. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, and it's got like a little bit of controls too. I mm-hmm. like it.
0: And this is what I got you. Ooh, I'm excited. It's kind of along the same lines, but it has a feature that you'll appreciate. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. So So this is. a compressor too? Yeah, so it's got an overdrive and it's got a compressor. Holy shit. And I think that you can use the compressor to boost your. You're fine. I think you can use the compressor to boost your solos. Oh, right, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I appreciate it. Well, whatever. Um, James will be peeling at that for the rest of the episode. Oh, well. Um, Yeah, um, but that. That would be great because, you know, you were talking about wanting to get your solos louder. Yeah, and this is really them. perfect
3: for it. Yeah. I love that it's got, like, both of them and you can control them a little separately. Nice little Fender one. Yeah. It's so crazy because, okay, so on that note, we've always been a band that I've always used all orange stuff for my head and cabinet mm-hmm. and everything. And Joe has always used all Fender guitars and Fender audio, like, all around. And now this album, I actually tracked mine with a Fender head on my orange cabinet again because I am still obsessive about that. But and Joe,
4: I'm on a Mesa a and a mesa Marshall rig
3: and a Marshall rig, so Ooh. it was a real big change in our sound. I feel like this time because we all really went to different things. So.
0: Definitely. Yeah, man, and I think on the this this could work on the banjo too. Absolutely, the, the more so. I was, this
3: is more of a, ba- a, a a banjo thing, but I just yeah. kind of got distracted because it was a Fender thing. And it'll totally and all work. All of a sudden, I have well. a lot of Fender gear. Yeah, man. <laughs> how did <does> that happen? <laughs> I, I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing how the banjo sounds through that. Absolutely, it, especially for some of the leads where you're really trying to pop. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't help. wait. To, I
3: think it'll be a lot better because the boost pedal that I have now, it's got like a boost on it, but like it's. I don't really need a volume boost. I need something that kind of collects it—a compressor, more like something like a, more of a compressor that be yeah. able to like pull it together, or have a little bit of drive. Yeah, exactly. And be able to make it like cut through and zing through, so it's not so thin and I yeah, man, like no. exactly. Nerdy. And I
0: figure seeing as I was getting everyone guitar pedals and stuff that there was no better place to talk about it than on a, on a podcast where I talk about pedals non-stop. I know I'm all about <laughs> it. you
3: know me I'm all I love nerding out about any kind uh, of gear is... and this is a really cool uh yeah, much appreciate it Ben. You know, it's
0: all good dude. Oh, Thanks Ben. <laughs> it's my pleasure boys. Um and I also have a present for Justin. You want to come in here Justin Justin, Justin, where, Justin the Justin. man behind
4: the curtain. Exactly. The, man,
3: yeah. the mystery.
0: I, I think you'll find this quite fun, dude.
3: <laughs> Whoa, Whoa. What is that? Ooh.
2: <laughs>
3: what nice. does it do? Pettle, what is this? So, so it's a- Chaos ensuing darkness oh, focused get the on hell a moment here. in time. Tone <laughs> is the afterlife. Say that again.
1: All right. <laughs> so it says afterlife pedal.
3: Chaos ensuing darkness focused on a moment in time. Tone is the afterlife.
2: <laughs> oh. Dang! I, what is it? I, I th- want to hear this before the end of the show, night. It has
0: loads of different drives. I think it'd just be really fun to play with, man. I you know? think okay,
2: so too. This has got vintage
0: distortion, modern distortion. There's a piece of tape over it. So modern
1: fuzz and vintage fuzz. That's
4: mm. 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 Mm.
2: Vintage fuzz.
3: <laughs> that's the one that got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah. yeah. We well,
1: this is gonna go straight on the pedal board, buddy. Yeah, oh, I cool. Love
0: It'll look great yeah. on there too,
4: man.
1: Here. That thing's beautiful.
4: A uh,
0: through Aww. James.
1: Oh,
4: so
0: wholesome. It. I didn't get and some crap. Because it was last minute you coming on the podcast, I didn't know you were going to. All oh, I have yeah. is some sweeties That's and okay. popcorn. That works. That always <laughs> works. <laughs> <nom>. <laughs> very appreciative. Excellent. Well, um, yeah. Happy Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Thank happy you. holidays. Definitely. Thank
2: you, Definitely. Ben.
3: Thank you. Yeah, man. I'm actually kind of really excited about that pedal that you gave Justin because like, I'm in euphobia badass. with him and I'm hoping that uh, uh, yeah. next time we practice, uh, he might actually bring that out and we might be able to use it for a couple of things. Cause yeah. I know he's always like switching tones and picking tones and I, like some new ones are always a great thing. And it's so
0: metal, it's the shape of a coffin. I oh, can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> like undeniably metal. You know, like... There's no, none more metal than a coffin shaped uh... that makes the tone better. It's like in the oh, shape. Oh absolutely. You know? yeah, exactly.
3: It's focusing it. It's got yeah. like the like the little vents on the side. It helps focus the whole thing. It's it's yeah. the shape. It's
0: And when you plug it in, it red, it glows red out the sides. Oh. Just, come on everything on about it, it is. No, that's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god.
3: It's like all vampired out. I can't.
0: Uh, It's going to be fun too. I can't wait to have a go in it as well. Um, Yeah, so where were we? Christmas presents. It's a shame Hector's not here, isn't it? I miss him already. I know. I have Uh, a present
3: for him here. (laughs) Should I I show what it is
0: just uh, just because? Are you going to give it to him before he he edits this? I don't know. Um, I think maybe it's okay. It is pretty cool. Right? Maybe Um, then he'll (laughs) see you sooner. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, um, James is just going to get Hector's present now. So, tell us a little bit about what this is, James.
3: So, Hector recently... You start telling mom I'm doing this. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, Hector recently started bowing his uh, stand-up bass. And he has got... We, we didn't know how it was going to go. He he was sort of a little nervous about about trying it at a gig because when, when he's done it acoustically, uh, the tone wasn't that great. But... We were um, the Kilted Mermaid, and he started bowing. Sounded beautiful and thunderous, and uh, sounded amazing. So now, all of a sudden, we have this whole other dimension to the band. We're really happy about and it. it.
3: Instantly created a problem for Hector because now he has the bow, and he has nowhere to put said uh. bow that's in an like accessible place. So I instantly went online and found him this quiver uh, that attaches directly to.
0: Is it for a bow or for arrows?
3: No, it's for a bow for a base. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's actually like a, like, specifically a quiver for base. It's supposed to be meant to be hang the, on the bridge. The cool thing right is, it front. does look like it's for arrows. It as totally well. does. He's just totally just, like, strapping on the back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? And <laughs> your character needs it in D&D. Yeah. <laughs> <Like Legolas, laughs> just get another Legolas one. Should, he just, like, pulls it up. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So, um, I think seeing as we're Merry so Christmas, spo- Hector. Yeah, Merry Christmas, yeah. everyone. Or whatever, um, you may, uh, Celebrate this time again. Happy Christmas, Hanuk- Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Exactly. Hanukkah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Festivus for the rest of us.
0: Yeah. yeah. Actually, interestingly <laughs> enough, <laughs> interestingly enough, it is the winter solstice today as we're recording this. Yeah. So Ooh. if you happen to be a pagan of some variety, yeah. uh, today is your day. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Happy I've, Yule. Yeah, ma'am. I used to live right next to Stonehenge. Um, Well, my mum and dad still do live right next to Stonehenge. And um, every summer solstice, there's a big party. But in the winter, some stuff goes on. Some people go up there, but it's not quite as much of a big deal. I mean, obviously, because it's freezing cold. Yeah. But but people still go up there. My friend Rachel was up there, actually, um, because I made a post about it um, online earlier today, and she was like, I was there. Oh, that's amazing. It's cool. When I was younger, I was all about that kind of side of... The UK, you know, that sort of mysterious, um, like pre Christian side, you yeah, know, the, the Celts and everything. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. Really interesting. So, yeah, seeing as we're so spoiled as to have Corey with us, I was really, yeah. really curious to ask you a couple of questions. Totally, yeah, fire him away. So, um, we work together at LMC mm. and we previously mm-hmm. worked together at other schools as well. Mm-hmm. And I've always. Um, Respect to you as a musician, so this is a perfect opportunity for me to pick your brains. And um, how did you f- like first find yourself getting into music? How did that happen?
1: Um, I mean, fairly young. Like, uh, I had a piano in the home because my mom studied music. Right. Uh, she didn't end up finishing her degree, but she went to FSU for a few years and was doing voice and piano. Oh, really? So she Wh- when had, yeah. you were
0: young or before? Before that, you okay.
1: Know, um, my parents met a decent while before I was born, you right. know. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, she always kind of played a little bit, you know, and had music around the house and. You know, uh at some point I don't exactly remember when, but some point in elementary school I like met another friend who was taking piano lessons and I had a piano at home and I seemed to like it, so it was like logical for my parents they so are like, "Okay, like this woman's yeah. affordable. We'll go to her home and drop him off an hour a week, you
0: know." Totally. Yeah. And so then with it the, with the whole um gamut of different in- instruments you could play, how did you when did you first start like diversifying like that?
1: I feel like definitely once I hit like maybe like twelve or something yeah. like that, thirteen. Yeah, um yeah. yeah, I just became way more interested in all of it, you know. Like before then I was just kinda like going to the lessons, you know, and like I did well and I played through the books and stuff that she put in front of me, but like I don't feel like I was really practicing all that much unless it was like something I heard in Zelda and I'd run to the keyboard yeah. and like change to the ocarina sound and like play that melody. You know. How old are you? I'm thirty. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you
0: got you got like twelve years on me, bro. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. far. I didn't realize it was that far apart. Actually, yeah. maybe I did. I don't know. So, um, yeah, that that's interesting. And then, you, I, I think like a big part of your musical identity is like metal.
2: Mm-hmm
1: yeah
0: and like how when did you first get into metal
1: that was definitely when I started playing like the guitar you know so like the piano was definitely like the regimented I was learning to read music in like the classical way and stuff and then like uh, I just kind of picked up the guitar when I was like 12 I think uh, like a family member or friend or somebody let me borrow an acoustic but very quickly I wanted an electric you know Yeah. and uh I don't know, it just kind of was like a logical procession of, like, stuff I already kind of was into as far as, like, the hard alternative rock and the radio at the time, I guess. And um, I was kind of into that, and then my dad would show me his records when I first got playing. He's like, oh, you gotta, like, learn everything Cream did, and you gotta, like, learn all the early Zeppelin oh, that's stuff. That's great. I always gravitated to the heavier stuff, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. That's yeah. awesome. At what
3: uh, point did you decide that you wanted to do music, like, entirely? It's, like, your main gig, main focus. Like, what, like... Either that and, like, also, like, what, like, catalyst kind of made you want to do that?
1: That's a pretty good question. I mean, it was sometime when I was in high school, for sure. Like, uh, I would guess around 15 or 16. I don't know. At a certain point, like... I started playing guitar because I had a friend who had a guitar. I remember, I think my first guitar was, like, one of those, like, used starter guitars. Yeah. yeah. But I, like, bought it secondhand. Like so it was even more was beat right. up, you know? <laughs> so, it was like, yeah. so it was, like, 40 bucks when it was, like, a 60 buck guitar first. And yeah, it, it yeah. was literally, like, his fingernails had worn grooves in a certain oh part. My. Yeah, it was, it was not in good shape, <laughs> you know? And I played it out of a karaoke machine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That was the, my amp for, like, a year. The best
3: amps on the planet The good old yeah, amps karaoke that time. are, like, the most yeah. random things that you put together to just make sound.
1: Yeah exactly <laughs> it's like literally my dad's like well that's a quarter inch your guitar's a quarter inch and then it worked and we're like alright that's good You know, we don't <laughs> yeah. have to buy something you know,
0: <laughs> so that just reminds me of something that um, I used to do with my buddy in order to multi-track when we were about that age 14, 15 we'd get two tape recorders mm. we'd record something onto one tape recorder and then we'd play along with the recording of the other tape recorder into another into one that other. was on record that's <laughs> clever I still do that You'd end up with with the phone. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I do it a lot with the phone because
3: I'll play it once and make like a rhythm track for myself and make like a loop basically. Then I'll play it with the phone and record on the same phone and it'll pick up the sound from that and me and then I'll start multi tracking stuff myself so I can like jam over and like come out with ideas. Yeah. That's so cool
0: oh. you still do that. And it's got to work a lot better than those tape machines because when I was doing it, the hiss was just unbelievable. No, it's, yeah. a, it's so much better. <laughs> yeah. It's so much better. It's like yeah. such an
3: upgrade to it and it really like works well and it's just like a quick way to put something together oh, and not okay. be like... And Definitely. It's amazing that it doesn't get like overdriven by the sound with the speaker that's there for some reason. It's not like only hearing that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I've got like some, some doors on my phone but I've, I've messed around with them but I never really... I haven't really enjoyed it too much I don't know have you, what, have you done any um, like on your phone music making like phone
1: recording I have tried to I've tried to get into that too and I also bought an iPad this year so I tried to get into like mm. you see people like make oh, I made this whole album like the- Damon Alburn one of the Gorilla's albums is all iPad you know like the yeah. fifth or sixth one and so I was like oh I gotta like figure out how to do that and just it's hard yeah. That's, that's the short answer. You know, like yeah, like you, you end up having to do all this stuff that you'd have to do with your computer anyway. Like you like have a little dongle to connect to this dongle and then put in an interface. And you're like, I should just put this in my MacBook. Like, why am I and doing? Be done you know. with yeah. this. Yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> do this the right way. Exactly. Yeah, like I'm doing all these extra steps. There's some cool like apps to jam on. You can get ideas going. Yeah, you know, but
0: and you got that a- acapella one, which is pretty fun. Yeah, and I couldn't get acapella for the longest time because you need an iPhone. But not, but I got someone very kindly gave me an iPad, and that you can get on that so i've been mm. messing around with acapella uh, um i think the main, the main reason why i don't like those digital audio workstations on phones is don't have very good eyesight and it's all so small yeah you know? yeah yep. that like, makes a big difference yeah that's really big ba- the, the the main reason though they've me. gotten
3: better mm. with them because like like when we take we've taken amazing phone video and audio with killbillies yeah many times we'll do it with just the phone sitting up and it'll get the compressor on there just gets, like, a really nice, balanced sound pretty off, yeah. like, especially with the acoustic instruments. And oh, doesn't yeah. t- doesn't tend to get overdriven when we do, like, I do, like, live shows, at, like, when there's, like, rock shows. It's not just static hell anymore. They're getting a little bit better with that yeah, kind of stuff.
0: Co- considering the size of the, the size of the little <laughs> the um, um, microphones, it, yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's unbelievable what they managed to, like, at this point, I would say that people who make phones are probably better qualified to make amazing mics than mic manufacturers. <laughs> Absolutely, they're so, <laughs>
3: they're so good. Yeah. Absolutely, because like they they get really great like vocal. The banjo, you how many yeah. times have I sent you stuff on banjo? And you're like that sounds great on it because it know. just like gets all of it. It, it gets yeah. the lows, it gets mm. the highs. It's crazy. It's crazy,
1: yeah, it's I've, crazy I've, that they I've do heard so well. Of pro Records or the producer, like part of the vocal was like somebody like literally in their iPhone and then just texted it to him and then he mixed it. You know,
0: like, yeah. No, yeah. that's it. And especially if you're going for something that, you know, has that slight radio quality to it. You yeah, know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. do so much. Without... It kind
1: of like bakes that compression in that it's already in the algorithm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but it sounds good a lot of the time.
0: I've been thinking about getting an outboard compressor so that I for recording vocals in so that I don't have to worry too much about people clipping it and I can still have a nice loud volume I don't know there's there's this one I've been looking at but it's like 800 bucks uh, you know? it's like called
3: Bluey every speedy. time you turn around you're like ah oh, it's another one I could spend money
0: on <laughs> yeah. I know it's, it's an expensive hobby I was talking to oh, my yeah. brother about it a couple of days ago but then I, th- I feel like when you get to my age anyway it's like you struggle to find someone who didn't have an expensive hobby you know yeah, yeah all the hobbies that I was this gonna say if it's an adult hobby it's expensive yeah, yeah like, <laughs> exactly definitely none true none of them
3: like none of them <laughs> cars any yeah. of that thing oh, it's yeah. gonna
1: be expensive yeah <laughs> oh, so, definitely I mean we all get the gear acquisition syndrome, from you know uh, yes yeah, yeah. My yeah. uh, Hector's the worst. Yeah. He's yeah. Got <laughs> oh, my God,
3: he's the worst. If it's been like a week since he's bought gear, oh, he's yeah. like Jones. It's like, oh, you know, the uh, musician's friend or whatever, they sent me a thing. They got this, like, free deal of the day, and you're like, Hector, stop. We don't even need that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Hector. <laughs> Hi, Hector. <laughs> That's why yeah, that's man. where he's actually at right he now. He knows he's at the store buying. Oh, he stuff. absolutely <laughs> is. He's like, he's like literally the, like just shopping for all like ridiculous gifts like that now, just things to buy for music, scrolling uh, reverb. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, you could do that all day. Yeah,
0: and apart from um, apart from Dungeons and Dragons, which is something that we all play in with Justin as well, apart from that, I don't really have any other hobbies. And so, music is my job, but like. Mm. But, like, buying, it's like buying the gear is my hobby. Well, <laughs> oh, it's all part yeah. of your passion. Well, and that's yeah. also
3: part of your job in general. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's part of, like, you know, the tools of your trade kind of thing. Yeah. Especially because you're liking the focus in that. And I think you do pretty well at it because I think you have a good patience for it. So it's one of those things that plays well to you and yeah. let you nerd out on stuff that you're into anyway
0: yeah true i didn't used to have patience but i've got quite a lot i'm like relatively patient these days yeah yeah, yeah totally um i was gonna um i was gonna ask it when it comes to bands you've been in mm-hmm. cory what um what sort of bands r- around here have you played in over the years is there any that you'd like to talk about a lot
1: like yeah. uh yeah i mean um I guess, like, right now, the band I've been in is, like, the original band that I've been in the longest, the State of Flux, Yeah, you know? Um, some guys I went to college with, I probably met them, like, between, like, 2010, 2012, or something like that. And uh, the drummer and guitarist I've known for that long, you know? How would
0: you describe it?
1: Oh, uh, it's, like, progressive metal, yeah. you know? It's very uh, dream theatery. you know? Right, yeah, Songs yeah. that are too long, you know, stuff like that. Right, yeah. we used to We used yeah. to, last time, we had, like, a 15-minute song, and we play it live, we'd always be like, if you have to poop, now is the time, you know? <laughs> like... Yeah, man.
0: I, I have a question about that. Actually, um, when it comes to writing music like that, mm-hmm. how does that happen? Like, is it's not the same as you know writing a verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus type song? You know, it's a bit different. Yeah. So, so do, is there a process that you, you, or does it just happen organically?
1: There's definitely a process. I mean, it's it's very different. It Depends on the song. You know what I mean? So I've been in this band like five years or so. You know, and like we're kind of towards like halfway towards maybe finishing the second album, you know, um, and it's funny, like some of that material is stuff that we jammed like in two thousand seventeen. You know yeah. what I mean? In practice. So it's like depending on the song or the album, it's, you know, it's it's very different. You know, some of them are just the guitarist went home and he just had an idea and cranked it out, you know. Right. Other ones we we're like, okay, like we need to write more collaboratively. So we went in a room and one of our songs we like all wrote together in that room. If we weren't together we didn't finish it, you know. Right. right. And there's other ones that like vice versa, you know, have like a, a drum idea and you build melodies around it, or the opposite, you build like a melody idea and But the you know it's funny too because I I play keyboard but playing this band I feel like I've realized I'm a very like rhythmic player like in the way I conceive of writing things for sure like playing this kind of music has made me realize that because I definitely think about the chords and like harmonic like what's going on and other stuff but I've realized like my ideas for writing riffs and stuff they always start with like a rhythm idea pretty much you know what I mean it's like some idea with numbers and then just like putting the right notes in there and so it sounds sounds good gotcha so
0: are you are you playing the guitar in a band at the moment um,
1: a little bit. In some of my cover bands, I play guitar. I'm trying to, like, find another outlet for my guitar playing. It's been yeah. a while since I've been, like, the guitar or guitar in a metal band. I was in a band a few years ago called Volcano Cult. It was just me and these, like, two twins. So, like, oh, right. one plays drums and one plays guitar. Oh, so, it's cool. like, they have weird twin energy, and we would just, like, throw things around on stage and improvise.
0: I'd be interested to... to Find out about that twin energy. Yeah, with some twins,
3: they are entertaining guys. They're yeah. certainly yeah, they're characters. always kind of like locked in with each other. I'm sure. So they're like they really like play off each other super well. So they can, you can get like lost in a song kind oh, of thing. Absolutely, I like that. Yeah, and we would like,
1: write songs that purposely were open ended like that. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's like being like in the jam with people that you've just known for like 40 years. Like you just know them. You know that like as soon as that sounds coming out, that you're ready for a change and ready for something more fun and. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. kind of leading toward the same idea. you just
1: like you have that non-verbal. You do like you know the look, and you're like, oh yeah, like you just know what's happening next. You know what I mean? After a while, it's the most
3: important thing in a band is For to real. be able to, you know, be able to communicate without having to actually say much. Be able to feel and feel the energy off of each other and build the songs and put them together and like yeah. make them sound and come together.
0: Well, it's that non-verbal communication that music is all about. It's what it you know. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. That, that feeling you get you know and where you just feel like locked in somehow you know it's such a wonderful feeling i love i love that it's nice when you get
4: it in a group too oh totally obviously with bfd we've been together for what eight years at least i've been in it for that long eight years um and it's it's that natural that natural energy of just knowing knowing what's coming knowing when we're about to do something differently than we've ever done it and everyone's just following along yeah yeah. knowing when you don't know your line (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, that's the most (laughs)
3: helpful thing ever it's the first word. I don't. I know the line. I don't know the first yep. word of the line. I wish always
4: check you before a verse, up. and if, if, you look, yeah. if you've got the look, if you've got the uh-oh look, I, I wish I, that the, the, the adult I look. There's a
1: panic, you yeah. know.
4: Yeah, and yeah. you know to throw the first word out there for him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it doesn't work the other way around, Killbillies. <laughs>
4: no, it's. I, I'm getting better at being
3: able to help out when like it, hap- it randomly happens with Killbillies, and when it does, I'm like, oh god, I don't know it either, and I'm like, now I'm getting better. Now I know a lot more of them, but originally it was like I got nothing he'd look at me and i'm like dude i'm sorry the terror <laughs> in your eyes yeah
1: deer exactly. in headlights exactly yeah. <laughs> panic panic <laughs> so, i totally know what you mean about like you need that first word it's like sometimes it's yeah. like that and it's like oh that's the entire I, paragraph and i say know, it like yeah. to
3: justin all the time yeah. i'll be like euphobia especially it happens a lot with i'll be getting ready to like sing and i'll be like, especially when i'm not playing an instrument i'll be like getting ready for it getting ready for it and you're thinking about what the words are and you have no idea what the first word is and then right when it's about to be the time to sing all of a sudden your head gets it and you're like that's the word and let's start and it just goes and you're like thank you God thank you for watching me on that one moment I needed it I was gonna forget
1: it I've been yeah, in that man. moment. It's like that panic, and then you Ugh. get there. It's like, oh, the like the. Tension yeah, really. it's Isn't really it strange
0: yeah. how how yeah. that's it, and, and and the more you panic about it, maybe there's a chance that you will miss it just because you overthink it. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you yeah. just yeah, let definitely. yourself do it, then it just but
3: just it, comes out. Yeah. You know, the muscle was, memory yeah. takeover. Your mouth oh, knows totally. the word. It's just gonna do it if you just let it do it. And well, just yeah.
4: almost every time.
2: Yeah.
4: I was getting those situations where my mouth knows two words,
2: you know.
1: You yeah. ever been like the two come out at once? You know, yeah. <laughs> wow. he mumbled
4: out a whole start yeah. to a verse. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was on, amazing on camera. On it was fantastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just did exactly that.
3: <laughs> 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 I just said that in like full volume, full sing, and well, at least we, at we point didn't point. notice it until yeah. way later. We watched the video. Like lives, like a battle of the bands. Yeah, I'm so, glad we uh, didn't do that ever again. <laughs> I don't
0: know why this reminds me of it, but it does. There was this one time um, when we were playing with Zach back in the day, and he he looked over to me, and he and he and he just for some reason completely muddle up his words. He goes, I'm so tired I couldn't squeak into a mouse. Yes, <laughs> I
2: remember.
0: <laughs> and I still have no idea what he was, like, trying to say. Like, it was just the best. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great line, though. I, don't I know. It really was. Yeah. He was talking about it all yeah. the time. It, it does kind of weirdly describe how he felt. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> just in this sort of weird imagery way. <laughs> Strange
1: image, Freudian slip kind of thing. Yeah. I asked it, odd. No, no, no.
0: So do you... um?" Do you do much home recording?
1: Uh yeah, I mean not lately, but yeah, you know, especially like a year or so ago I was really into it, you know. I I'm, I'm trying to get back into it. Once I move into my new place, I should I haven't moved all my furniture in and I was measuring the room. I'm like, okay, I want to be like Thirty-eight percent of the room back, and I'm literally oh, the monitor proper spread. Yeah. yeah, I'm like literally like reading online about my monitors and shit. You know, yeah, and no, trying to piece that together. It's worth doing.
0: It's worth doing. Yeah, um, I can be a little laxadaisical about that. I've got to sort out my speakers at the moment. One's a bit lower than the other. No, yeah, I got to sort that out. And it does definitely make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got. Oh man, I can't remember the name of the app, but I've got I got an app that um, you use a little microphone in it, and it um, EQs your room Is for you. Is it the Sound ID source thing? Sounds pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's like, a, real. so yeah, it sounds, I think that's like what that. it is, is they yeah. send you
1: a microphone and you go yeah. around and you like let it to, yeah. yeah, I've seen that, I was considering getting that actually,
0: I was yeah. literally going to do that. Yeah. It's pretty cool, it, it, it works really well. You know, now now when I make mixes, they're not insanely bassy or whatever. Yeah. It was usually the bass that I had problems with. Yeah, because it know. helps
1: you get that flat response. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like you have base. all that coloration, and you know any any set of monitors, you try your best to eliminate it. But you know they're not all made equal. You know, and they're yeah. they're colored in different ways. That's why you go to the pro studio because they have three sets of monitors. Exactly. I mean? Yeah.
0: Exactly. I have a little. I have a little um, sort of portable radio thing, and then I have like a laptop set up there. Then I have some regular hi-fi speakers in the other room, and then I've got my monitors as well. And I just, I we'll go to the car and listen to oh, it, you know yeah, the whole absolutely yeah, around the house. Got to be yeah. yeah. When,
3: when we were doing the Killbillies album, Ben would be constantly asking me about like what what do you think of the mix? And I was like, dude, I listen to it at the house, but I haven't listened to the car, and that's the place I need to listen to it the most because that's yeah. the one I have most EQ to how it is. And I think like cars, especially like stock cars, not like done up ones. That's what mm-hmm. most people listen to. Yeah. You know? So absolutely. that's what, like, the most important balance is. If it's good in a car, a standard car, and a couple of that, it's going to sound good for almost everybody's thing. Totally. Cause you know, you that, your,
1: and the phones. You do have to yeah. check it for phones because yep, absolutely. they can sound wonky yeah. on phones if they're yeah. not done right. That's 100%. Like, everything I do, anything, like, I reference it in the car and the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you want to think about, like, I have all this nice, like, audio stuff, but it's like... What is the consumer going to listen to? It exactly, on? yeah. no one's going to listen to it on those gorgeous monitors. Either. I mean,
3: it's as much be as I wish earbuds. they would, yeah. absolutely, because it's going to sound better. But it's it, that's not what nobody, anybody has. Yeah. I like to go to like BrandSmart and go through mm. all of their. Th- Ridiculous setups and try it on all those because yeah, those are that's what people are listening. to. Yeah. Jo- I could picture. James. I did it with the, I did it with the, with the, a, the first Butch album. Oh, I did it with wow. Every album, even yeah. the Christmas one. You just in
2: brand blasting smart blasting you know, punk out every speaker in the entire you. brand smart. We've Some got guys a like,
0: picture. The, one second, guys. we got a picture of the uh, of the Christmas album. And um, ah. what well, the reason why we had you guys play this is because you made this uh, album. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
3: Yes, because this is one that I definitely did this during Christmas time went to BrandsMart and played this on, like, literally all of their big stereos, small stereos, like, a whole thing just to, like... Did you dress up like an elf? Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. <laughs> I should have.
0: But awesome. we
4: did this. Uh, this album came out... It was 20... It would have been 2018, I think. 2018 or 2019. Yeah. Who
3: did the art? Hector.
0: What? I did yeah, that? Yeah,
3: that was Hector's art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he
0: did a great job.
3: Yeah, he did. He did. Really, yeah, he really, really did. He really yeah, he already. really embodied all of us on that one great. It's just so ridiculous. I like it. Yeah. It's yeah. so hysterical. It's got
0: a certain, like, South park to it. It does. It does. does.
3: Yeah. It does. Yeah. He did a really good job with it. I was really happy. He, like, really, like, after a few times through, we really got it exactly where we wanted it. Everybody looked good. Yeah. And, uh... It was a fun project all around. We did it originally. I think that was the first recording at that we LMC. did at LMC. Yeah, I think it might
4: have been LMC's first, too. I don't oh, know. Cool. i to confirm I, it that. It possibly was one of the
3: original ones. Because
4: that was at the first location
3: yeah and that was one of our like, it definitely was better than our first recording it was amazing the bass tone on it was flawless Everything the guitar was full it was a really good sound it's almost sound. frustrating that that was uh, for a Christmas album I know I, I'm,
0: gonna li- I'm gonna listen to, to it to death don't, don't worry i yeah, sure
3: that... to I always say like, listen to the bass on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer it's okay. the bass on that tone is sick it's got just, like just all the right sound it's, it's got right that's
0: like the first time oh, anyone's ever said that Listen what? to the bass on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Nose. Right, it <laughs> <laughs> slaps, bro. At like three hundred and ninety beats a minute or something <laughs> stupid like that. It's, it's oh amazing.
3: But um, yeah, we recorded it,
4: that in a blitzkrieg. It was one night. It was like one day and night. I think yeah, we, went from we like did like five p.m. until like five a.m.
3: Yeah, because <laughs> if you if we get actually get the album, cause we do have the album available. We oh, don't have I it available online that. anymore. We were terrible about that. Um, it's. But, I mean,
4: you can stream it, but the yeah, physical but the physical copy, copy comes about. with
3: the inside. There's actually a picture of Tyler, our drummer, on the floor, like sort of passed out, listening to us do vocal runs with his onesie on because we were in the Christmas spirit, recording it, and we had like lights in the uh, studio. Low key, we thought
0: you were going to show up in onesies, and we're a little disappointed. I know. I, w- I was <laughs> thinking about it a little <laughs> yeah. bit,
3: but I'm not going to lie. Joe showed up, and he didn't have anything. and I couldn't like do it all myself, and then no, it
0: fair be... enough. And I forgot my Christmas hat too. So yeah, you know, all we good. all forgot. Yeah, um, but it's all good. Um, so you're going to play us a couple of songs. Um, what what are the songs you're going to play us from?
3: Um, well, the, we're going to do one of the songs from the Christmas album. We're going to do um, Dominic the Donkey. It's probably one of my favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's uh, definitely one of my favorite ones. Um, I forced Joe into playing it. It's the most ridiculous song of all the Christmas songs. It's an Italian folk Ridiculous! I had yeah. to be convinced the song was real. He didn't even, <laughs> yeah, he I, didn't even believe yeah. that it was real. There's and he was nothing like, what makes are you talking sense about the song. <laughs> no.
4: reindeer can't fly over hills, I guess, so a donkey's got to do the job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts that's the of, whole premise yeah. of the song. Sepulagova or some sh- some crap in there. Like I don't it's, know. it's
3: got lots of very very, very like, Italian standard over it. the top Italian terms in it.
0: What are the other teachings you're gonna
3: play? Uh, we're gonna play a uh, rethunk version of. Um, Iron and Steel which is on our first album cool don't and tell us too much a, about what it's, it's about because I'm going to ask you
0: afterwards what was the other one
3: uh, and the other one is bring me back thank you uh, we always called it dun 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 for the longest time so um, <laughs> so I
0: have a question is it alright if I come and play a bit of cajon with you guys absolutely Heck yes we're missing I love percussion it. and um, low key is it alright if I join the band
3: let's see how you do with the uh, cajon mm. okay
2: giving okay. him a try out <laughs> Shit, piss, 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 yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> Gotta get out on the recording for Justin. All right. <laughs>
3: We were born from strife And we fought with pride Can I climb the hills of Italy? Hey! ching the di Dominic the donkey ching the di ching Dominic the donkey La, 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 la Jingle bells around his feet and presents on his sled Hey, look at the mayor's derby on top of The inside says they're made in brooklyn Hey! ching ching Dominic the donkey ching the ching Dominic the donkey La, 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 The Children sing and clap their hands And Dominic starts to dance They talk Italian to him He even understands Gambadas and gambadas And they dance to dar and tell When Zeppelagola comes to town And brings to chucharelle AHHHHHHHHHHHHhhh <sharp inhale>
0: is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Sequester, and if you're driving up US 1, you come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it with the handlebars on, on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's, um, and it was run by its guy Victor, who sadly passed this year, RIP Victor and uh, then my father-in-law took it over and he's doing a great job up there there is a bike night every second thursday of the month and there is a jam every fourth sunday of the month if you're interested in that kind of thing it's just an all-inclusive any any kind of music any style any ability type of a jam and there's great beers on tap and they're wonderful food bernsey the chef does, does a fantastic job um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's, uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Sequester, And you should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and loved doing it, and um, I was a part of helping set the place up, and um, I'm a huge fan, and you should, anyone who is interested in biker bars, or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about, you should go and check out Handlebars Bar and Grill. We are also sponsored by Oasis Route. Now, Oasis Route Carver Bar is in Sea Grape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a kava bar if you don't know anything about kava it's a polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water and it's been in polynesia for potentially thousands of years it's a it's an old thing that um they used for kind of ceremonial and also um sort of ledger purposes it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together um you will Take a, a shell of carver and chink them together, and say bula, and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It's uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect, and uh, just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends. It's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And uh yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there, all sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in, and we can take people from very young age you know six or seven years old all the way up to 80 you know there's no age limit here um we've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults but really the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands um we are also a studio a live stream venue and we can record audio or video the killbillies live album warts and all was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK and we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to live dot com you have all the information you'll need right there thanks so to, seeing as we were just um listening to another about um live music community, which is where we both uh we both work yeah um do you have any advice for upcoming musicians
1: practice no uh, I mean <laughs> that's obvious you know um that's a really good question, man. It's like yeah, I know. wish I had a better prepared answer. Actually, I, feel I sprung like, uh, on you a little bit. I feel like uh, I don't never know, stop. Would it? Yeah, yeah. Like just find find what it means to you. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a really good piece of find advice. Find what it means to you. Yeah, yeah you know, like uh, everyone has different goals, different ideas of what it's you know what they're trying to do. You know yeah. what I mean? And just like look for it as like you enjoy out of music, and just, if you're writing music, especially like. Find find the common ground amongst your favorite songs, you know, and you'll find I think your voice.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what about you guys? You got any advice for upcoming musicians?
3: I would say never stop doing it. The difference between people doing it and you is that they're just doing it still. Yeah, exactly. And like they they're constantly trying and find members that are people that you like. Yeah, in oh, some yeah. way. That's oh. I mean, if you don't like your members, you're never gonna have fun. You're never gonna do well nothing's ever going to happen from it it's just like a bother yeah, but when yeah. you like them when when you're on the stage and everything all goes well and this show is great there's no energy like that and it's a good time and, and my, on,
0: on the subject uh sorry carry on Jen.
4: my my deal with that too at least for me personally don't don't treat it like a sport or like anything it doesn't you know musicians have varying talent levels but kind of to Corey's point whatever your taste is if, you're, if you work hard enough for your skills to match your taste, you don't need to be the fastest shredder out there if you're playing guitar. It's absolutely you to play true. the fastest fills if you're the drums. If, yeah, if you can master what you love, then that's all you need.
0: And you can really shred your way into obscurity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the amount of people that listen to crazy, super fast... It's what mm-hmm. I'm working on at the moment, but yeah. I don't expect anyone to like it, really. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? it's, it's, <laughs> it's players'
1: music, for sure. You yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, you know. Totally. I definitely understand that.
0: So um, uh, how did I do? Um, I think... I think uh, you got the part there, Bob. I bud. think he's got the
3: part. I think you might be the uh, fourth member of uh, BFD at this point, so Oh, yeah.
0: Well, you heard it here first. Ooh! Joined BFD. It's very exciting. Can't yeah. wait for the first gig. It is a key. BFD. A big effing deal. It's yeah, yeah. It's a big, <laughs> <yeah>. big, <laughs> big <Yeah>. deal. <laughs> it's awesome. So, um, we took a picture of your super cool guitar, Corey. Yeah. Why don't we take a look at that and sure. talk about it a little bit? I like this guitar wow. a lot. Yeah.
3: Everything about this guitar is amazing, I'm not even going to lie. Like I could think oh. so many things. I love the pickups. I love the um, graduated bridge... I love oh, the yeah, fan frets. Yeah, like it's got all the things that it needs, especially with that kind of a long scale. Like exactly. you got that much, like so gent-y. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. as genty as it could be. I love it. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, and it's beautiful. I'm sure. Like I would love to hear. Like oh, you have, totally, you have yeah. that in recordings. Have you done oh, recorded I, with I this like, yet? I have like little videos and stuff. I can uh, show you. You know. Yeah, I mean, cool. it sounds great. I, mean, I want to see. Like yeah. a, I want to get like a. I want your next album or whatever. That's yeah. what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, I want right, to hear a recorded what you want
1: to sound
0: out of that so kind of thing. Tell exactly. us a little bit about it, man. What, what's going well, on with it?
1: It's a. It's this crazy. It's a Stramberg. It's this like a uh, this cool Stramberg. Yeah, cool Swedish brand. It's yeah. like this guy. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe like ten it. years ago or so. Like he was like a IT guy for a long time, but he used to make guitars. He was always into guitars and stuff, and then he just like got out of it and was like, "Oh, I want to build the perfect guitar for me." You know. Nice. So he came up with all these things. It's really Interesting. The bridge they actually they came up with because no one makes that bridge, so they they just made. They're all individual actually. the yeah. string, so you just uh, laid them out that way. Okay. Yeah, ibanez
3: does a similar thing nowadays. Yeah, and it's they just to get that getting that extra on the bases. They do. I don't know about yeah. guitars, but yeah. um, just to get that extra tone because. B strings and stuff like that—you're just not going to get yeah, the a good intonation tone on it without it yeah, right. right. Yeah. It just doesn't sound good.
1: Yeah, it's the the multi scale. At first, you think it's going to be more jarring than it is, but this is, this brand is pretty good about like it really kind of follows your hand as you go, and you uh, need nice. it for like that many strings because it's an eight string guitar. So the yeah. lowest note is like the F sharp of like the bass string. You know, I had how, a pretty like, brutal
0: t- time with my sort of uh sort of bottom of the like relatively cheap Ibanez eight string. It was mm. it it. I, I would love to spend a bit of time with something like that because I found my eight string to be... I mean, it was just huge and heavy and a lot of work, you know? Yeah. And so I, I guess this is to combat that. Yeah, so.
1: it's hard to get around because the thing you run into is if you if you have the long scale length for, like, the low strings, they intonate well, and that's fine for riffing, but what if you want to play solo? Like, bending notes all of a sudden becomes really hard, you know? Yeah. The strings up top don't intonate the same. But, like, I think this actually, like, the top E... The thin one is like, a, I think it's just a twenty-five-five, like a, a lot of Fenders or Gibsons, you know? And then yeah. the lowest one I think is 27 inch or longer, the yeah. low string. So that just helps it all intonate across and just sound good and feel good to play. You so know? is it yeah.
0: something that how... Good at you at, at like setting guitars up. Is it something that y- if something went a bit out, you would be able to fix it, or would you send it to a guy? Uh
1: he. It's it's also the kind of guitar. I'm not sure how many people know how to in America. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Look at it. There's certainly people who can. You know. Um, but I I'm okay at it. You know. Um, yeah. luckily it came really well set up, and it's got the coolest gig bag I've ever bought with a guitar. Oh, it's nice. like the gig bag like has its own raincoat and backpack straps. What? Huh? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like it, anyway. Well, it looks like, like you can. actually Actually the adjust the poncho. intonation on each one of the individual
3: bridges. Yeah, each one yeah. has a little, um little uh, yeah, screw so down if in one's it. One's a little bit out. Key. You can
1: just push it. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah it's,
3: yeah, it's got a good attention to detail on it. Yeah,
1: and they've realized because they've been doing it for like I think maybe ten years. Like they include a multi-tool now because the thing is people were complaining about not having the right tools, but now it's all in one. Oh what Do you, no, do you have what is that volume?
3: Volume or is that That's volume and tone. Okay, so it's a switch and master Mm. volume,
1: master tone, or master volume, master tone, and then a switch for which pickups you're using. Yeah, exactly. So you got the three-way toggle and the master volume, master tone. But actually, each each uh, pot is actually a pull, push, pull pot as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of like. Tonal variation, and you go you know.
0: active and passive on oh the- yeah, so like you can
1: put it on the the neck pickup and like pull them in and all of a sudden it's a way more passive, way less aggressive or oh, biting tone, I like that. you can get some like buttery and smoother, rounder leads and stuff, yeah,
3: I like that because that's a quick adjust you just pull it out and bam, yeah. you're there, yeah. like, I like that nice
0: the reason I got my eight string was because of the whole Tosin and a bassy revolution and everything yeah. and and you know uh, I did kind of learn how this to this do is, the slapping this thing, this thing a little bit, oh, the
1: Tosin thumb the thing really he does with his thumb, yeah yeah
0: and but um i never got super good at it and then i started <laughs> messing around with um i started messing around with learning like jazz standards and kind of doing the bass and then oh, some comping and stuff like that that's awesome yeah I, I had quite a lot of fun with it but it just ended up not being like it wasn't quite enough of a nice guitar that it ever sounded nice enough for me to care about it i don't know yeah i think i feel like I, understand. I, I don't know it's it made it, it I know that a you know a bad artist always brains as paintbrush or whatever, but yeah you know, I guess what, I'm, what I mean is that even when I was playing it well, it didn't sound that great. You know, right. so I just kind of lost interest in it. But that oh, I definitely is like that's like a step ahead. Oh
1: yeah, it's it's been definitely been like one of my favorite guitars. It yeah. just feels really nice to play. And the thing is, you can't even see from that picture, but it's a uh, their patented thing is the neck on the back. It has this weird groove that like follows your thumb from like the top of the nut down here. Yeah. Oh. So the idea is that like if you don't pay too much attention to how weird the neck is your thumb
0: should naturally go to a comfortable place okay yeah nice. that's awesome mm-hmm. so I think we're going to talk a little bit about your pedal war too Joe aren't we yeah,
4: yeah it's it's grown a bit um So with the Mesa amp now, I finally have an FX loop, which has been long overdue.
0: Um, Yeah, we were talking about that while we were recording.
4: Yeah, and the main reason for wanting a Mesa is, you know, I've always been a Fender nut, but trying to get the right distortion pedal combination for a tone to go out an amp like that, I finally just gave up. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love the Mesa's distortion tone. Yeah. So the first loop then that I feed into the, the main input, I start with a noise gate because I... You've seen my guitar I'm using in the studio. I yeah. just have the most sensitive, hottest, loudest pickups known to man. Yeah, you can like speak so from here and you can you hear it. You can it speak coming into out. the dang oh, wow. guitar and you can hear it through the amp. So I That's I have a noise crazy. gate for when I'm not playing just to make sure I don't destroy the audience's ears. Um, yeah. then yeah. I go straight to my overdrive, uh, my green, I've got a bonsai, a JHS bonsai. It's got a bunch of boards from a bunch of the best, you know, everyone's favorite tube screamers. Uh, and oh, yeah, it's got the TS-1 cool, cool. and OS-1 in there if you want it, or the OD-1 right. um, I usually end up using the uh, TS-8 right? Oh yeah, yeah. on it, the preset, I think it's really good uh, from there I go into my I believe I go straight into I don't have the picture of it handy, but it'll be there I go straight into the octave pedal, Yeah. you want to do that before drive, so if right. I'm going at the two songs I use an octave pedal on, it's there um and then that'll just feed, that feeds into the input and then out the effects loop. So once I've got the distortion coming from the amp, I'm going into the rest of my effects. So I've got,
0: um... You've got that really cool delay and that really cool reverb. Yeah, yeah so I've, I've
4: got the I can't uh. the Caroline Guitars Megabyte for yeah. delay. I really yeah. like that thing. It's a great delay pedal, but then when you add the lo-fi yeah, uh, like game to it, it yeah, you yeah. can really get some cool, Yeah, you know, I'm a nerd, you can get some cool computery sounds from it, um... And then and at, with a delay pedal, I have to have a tap tempo because I'm not yeah. going to sit there. If I'm going to use it for more than one song, I'm not going to try to yeah. dial yeah. the... the delay in on the knobs I mean, no, one wants like, to, no one wants mm. to watch you crouch into your pedal board you could just be like show, me in so. a, and, in and a just find
0: somewhere roughly in between all of them and still even the shoegaze yeah.
4: bands no one really wants to watch it. unless you're doing it mid song and then yeah, it's kind of cool yeah. but no one in between songs wants to watch it that's true the
0: only time it's cool is when you get the whir- yeah, whir- yeah. You get mm.
4: so I think in this rendition my Big Muff is still there I really with the Mesa now I'm not really using the Big Muff um, yeah.
3: but that's what that was kind of which is a shame because I do love that That's how I was getting a lot of my
4: most aggressive punk tones out of the Fender amp. Was with it, Mm -hmm. and I'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan, so I love the pedal. So it's it's hard to pull it off the board. I get it. And then I'm going from the delay. I've got all the branding is faded off my reverb pedal, so I'm trying to remember what it's actually called. But it's made in New Zealand. It's a really obscure liquid reverb pedal that it took me forever to actually find a good one on reverb to buy and get it. It was one I've always liked the tone of it. I heard it from a local band one time. I heard someone playing, and I had to ask what it was. Then I looked it up forever. It took me about two years to finally find it at a reasonable price and somewhere on reverb that looked like it was going to work when it got there. Uh, I really can't think for the life of me what it's called because literally – it was well used when I got it, but literally all the branding, the markers on the knobs, everything is washed out. So I've yeah. got, like, Sharpie lines on the knobs, and, like, you can't even read the branding on it anymore. It it's sounds got, really
0: cool, though. It's got that weird octave thing. That- well, yeah,
4: so, like, uh, on, the, on the reverb, there's a knob to the far right that gives you some controls. You can get the reverb to play a fifth plus or minus. An octave plus or minus, yeah. or the just straight down the middle as a bend feature. So it'll just put the slightest bend in there, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it's got like a, a hold a havoc switch that if you hold it, it only really works for the bend setting. But if you hold it on the bends, like a horror movie, it'll
2: mm-hmm. that's, yeah. for as long as you yeah,
0: hold it, it'll, yeah.
4: it'll just keep. Dropping that note. Nice. Um, yeah, that sounds
0: awesome. It does sound exactly like a horror movie too. You're not even like exaggerating. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I, I
4: use it for like one song, but it's the coolest one. Well, song. In some <laughs> track, it's the coolest sometimes thing. when you
0: get it cycling right, it
3: gets like this. Actually, like almost like a Leslie reverb sound, where it starts like actually getting like a cycling sound out of it. It's yeah. pretty. That's awesome. pretty intense, because like, when he really gets it like, going wild, it, it can do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it gets man. a little overpowering sometimes, but it's pretty amazing.
4: I think it's, I wow. missed at the start of the trap. The reason I missed what's at the start of that chain is because it's about to get replaced. I have a boost that... It's, oh, a, gotcha. it's a spark, you know, it, and wh- it does the job. Why it is makes it about you to get replaced? Because you just, you just got me that sweet <laughs> banjo <bend the> pedal. <laughs> it's about to get jumped by that. Yeah, so, um, that's awesome. Everybody's
3: going to go pedal crazy in bands this uh, year, apparently, because oh, yeah. we're all just going kind of nuts. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've always been pedal nuts. But... <laughs> I know now Ben's been pushing me to get all banjo pedal crazy now. Nice. Wow. And now this I'll is going to really
4: push that. it a lot. You just, <laughs> exactly. You just tell me what you want him to have, and I'll help them find <laughs> the right
0: one. Well, I'm just curious to see how this compression works on the banjo. I mean, I, I I've used some for some of the lead lines in the in the recording that we did. Yes, and I think maybe they'll, you know, hopefully if you do, you don't overdo it too much on the compression, just get get it so that you know some of those leads just sound a little bit more uniform. You know. Yep.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like a nice attack on them. You know. Mm. Hmm. Get a little yeah. bit more of
3: that bite to
0: them. Yeah. Exactly. So. um What's everyone got coming up? Is there anything in the future for uh, for Butch?
3: Um, aside from really finishing up the album, hopefully in the next couple months, um, we um, are hoping to start doing shows now that we've hired on a fourth member. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the, kind of the next thing, is to like kind of put a new set together. And we're also definitely going to be pushing toward doing... Um, an acoustic rendition of a lot of our songs. Yeah. I'm not sure if we're going to do, like, a full, full-length full album with it, but just the way that Iron and Steel really turned out. Actually, seeing as we're talking about Iron and
0: Steel, um, what's that song about?
3: Um, Iron and Steel, is, uh, most of my songs are actually very uh, <laughs> american American. Um, just kind of talking about, like, how we came from such a strong, like, un- unified country, and we kind of fell away from that, like pushed ourselves away from it ourselves by trying to be too proper about things and like forgot that we're supposed to kind of work together. Right. And the whole song is kind of about that we need to like work together to solve our problems. Like a unity song. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
4: We forgot what common ground was all about. Right. We
3: forgot that we were all Americans in the end and we need to like work as a unit to, you know.
0: Yeah, because the other one has a a, a similar vibe to it, doesn't it? What was that song about? Basically that as well
3: yeah very similarly honestly it's it's like um bring us back to being proud kind of Thing, being proud of who we are like all around that we all can be proud I, of ourselves i and, think
0: it's an interesting line that you dance with that as well because you know you you go too far down that route and you start, start sounding sort of weirdly nationalist and ter- it's terrifying but but you know being proud of your country and and wanting better for your country there's nothing wrong with that at all
3: absolutely know? no and i think we need to be and it's it's one of those like i try not to get very political because i don't like people to really tell me to what I want to do that my what I want to like think yeah. so um but I just kind of just take my views and Yeah,
4: like personal
0: politics. Yeah. How you feel about something.
4: Exactly. I think the difference in in your songs, not to speak for your writing, but the difference is being proud in our differences. It's being proud as a collective. Instead of using our differences as a launch point for hatred or argument, Mm. that's what only emboldens everybody's side of the Mm -hmm. argument is that we can have those opinions and still utilize the best of everyone's strengths to come together and and really accomplish great things. And in the end,
3: that's how we become global. You know, mm-hmm. w- we have to get past that differences outside of just America to become a global thing. And mm-hmm. we have to first start it at, like, that level and then get it to the next level where the whole—everybody is in it kind
0: Spoken of Spoken like a true, a, a true Star <laughs> Trek fan. Uh, yeah, yeah it's go. really a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Are we
3: just—all we need— is replicators. (laughs) (laughs) All right? That fixes everything. Star Trek premise, replicators fix everything. No money, no need. It's all about (laughs) intelligence and art and fun things at that point. What you
0: got coming up,
1: Kari? I've just got a Uh, a few random gigs. I have a gig on the 30th at Galuppies in Pompano with one of my cover bands. Right. I'm a gig the next month with this Bob Seger tribute. I literally just oh, really? joined that in sounds the last nice. week. nice. Yeah. I, honestly, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, yeah I would yeah.
3: like be way more into that than I would like imagine that I would be at first. Yeah, well, honestly. <laughs> like, you like, get into it and you're like, yeah, these songs jam. Yeah, man, <laughs> honestly, you know, because
1: like, they gave me this list of like 30, 30-something songs I had to look wow. at for like Sunday, and they asked me to join like Thursday or something like Ooh, that. Or wow. Wednesday, <laughs> so, you know. So like I'm just doing my best to get through them, and I got charts, and I'm like playing and stuff. But like I'm getting into some of them. Some of them are like blues, and I'm just bad, You know, like I, I get to play my blues keys stuff, you know. Oh, there you go. And they're all like, "That sounds great," and I'm like, Shh, "It's easy, cool." Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like, like great, you know? I was cheating. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Like. <laughs> There's nothing
2: more
0: fun than playing boogie woogie blues type piano, man. Oh it's just yeah, a with a bit of stride going on. And oh everything. totally. Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah.
1: like I said, I feel like I'm a rhythmic player, so that stuff just works for me. Like I do all the solo stuff, but like. Even that I feel like it's like rhythmic ideas yeah
0: totally I'd I'd really love to uh, pick your brains on that style of piano playing because I can do it a bit but I'm not so hot so um at some point I'm gonna be boring you with questions (laughs) oh totally anytime (laughs) man you you know where to find me exactly (laughs) exactly I
3: think he needs to take a lesson I know
0: I think I do too
3: Everybody should. We all take lessons. Yeah, I take lessons regularly. Oh,
1: you could do that. I'm just, I don't oh, know. yeah. The live music community. <laughs> With the QR code? Too?
0: Oh, yeah. Let me see if I can hold that oh, up yeah, to see? the camera.
1: Scan so, it, folks. Will this break
4: everything? Who knows?
0: Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. There <laughs> it is. There <laughs> you Look go. At that. That's Bam. where we all work. Live music community, baby. Woo! All right, so... um well, I don't work there, and, 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 and Joe doesn't work there. No. was actually only half true. I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh well, it's half. At least it was half true. Um, so, uh, Kilberly's We've got the square grouper. Yeah. Nice. Christmas
3: Eve. There's a possibility, especially if it's cold, that I'm d- I'm definitely wearing my ugly sweater to it. On I'm riding the bike on with the ugly sweater, but. It's possible, especially if I can get Ben to get in on it. I might come in onesie.
0: If you're going onesie, I'll get a onesie, dude. I'm in onesie all the way. See. The holiday t- tra- tradition yeah. continues. You don't we have
3: might. to ask me twice to dress up stupid. Well, because that means I'm going to ride the motorcycle with the banjo on my back two Square Grouper in a onesie. Yeah, you are. That's happening. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> brother. <laughs> so if anyone wants Most to ask especially, like Griffin, it's got to be cold, but of... it's
0: supposed to be freezing. So I know. I'm even like tempted to say... Will we just sort of split the money and, and and have Hector come you know just just for a big christmas Eve party, rave you
2: know hm
3: we'll talk to hector
0: yeah, yeah we 'll have a conversation about that hmm. <laughs> <Hector>? <laughs> anyhow well he he 'll hear this when he edits it because uh Hector edits the podcast, so uh everything we have said today is going to be listened to by Hector in about an hour and a half oh, wow. <laughs> well, listen, um thank you, Corey, so much for. Uh, Coming and helping out. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Nice to
3: be able to uh, meet you and talk to you a little bit more. I've seen you a few times coming and going yeah. through here and, uh, like, uh, Justin's parties and stuff like that, but I haven't really actually gotten to, like, interview and talk with you like this. Totally.
0: So it's
1: kind of nice to learn a little bit about you, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I love talking to you music yeah. and music. Yeah, yeah, I can nerd out on music
0: with so pretty many much anybody. You can do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, thanks a lot, fellas. Much appreciated. Definitely. If anyone wants See. to find out anything about. Um About the podcast, you can go um, 561music.com, we own that, and then on there there's links to all the different places, so the YouTubes, all the social medias, there's even a place that you can donate if you want to do that, because, um, you know, it costs us money to make this, and we really only do it to pump up the local music scene, so we'd really appreciate it. Also, if you go on our um, YouTube, which is 561 Music Podcast, you, um, and uh, if you're, if you like and subscribe, then that would really, really help us out. All right, well, thank you very much, guys. And uh peace out. Bye. Happy holidays.